0: Hello, and welcome to livealittlehigher.com we continue this week learning Jodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda and we're still learning about the gate of serving God we're in chapter 3, page 255 and today he's talking about uh, <clears throat> that there are 7 reasons why the exhortation of the Torah is necessary So, exhortation, I googled it out because I didn't know what that word meant. For those who can't understand it, it means that it's an address or communication urging someone to change, urging someone to do something um, different. So here, Rabbi Pakuda is prompting us to follow Torah. He's begging us to follow the Torah. And it says that there are seven reasons why he keeps on uh, bugging us to, to, to follow the Torah so number one and I'm going to do the first three because it's seven of them but today we'll do three in number one is composed of uh, man is composed of body and soul we have, we are not one entity we have two entities in, in ourselves we have a body and we have an neshama And among his traits is the inclination to give himself over to physical pleasures, indulge in lower desires. So the body, it's physical. The body wants pleasure. The the body is a self-seeking pleasure and it's running away from pain. That's the nature of the body. We don't want to have to deal with anything uncomfortable. We want to eat nice food. We want to feel good. We want to look good. We want to have fun. This is the body. And the... and it, it, when a person lives for his desires he, his reason falters and on the other hand he has traits also which because of his insecure condition in the world and the continued misfortune and sorrow that he suffers would bring him to reject the world. So a person that has a very hard life that has to have to suffer a lot of things he could come to reject the world. He could come to reject God and he could come to reject the Torah and say I don't want to believe in God anymore. What is it What is it did for me? If I believe in God. If I'm a good Jew. If I'm a good person. And look what happens to me. So so neither agenda is com- commendable. For the later would lead to the destruction of the social order. So it's not so good to be party, 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 party. And it also would not be good that we reject the world of God. Because, because both of these would lead to the ruin of man's condition. We would become like animals. We would not be human at all. And our intellect will really will really fade in this world and in the next. So the creator may he be exalted in his compassion and great kindness to man has favored him with a means of improving his condition. So Hashem gave us a great gift. He gave us a gift of Teshuvah. He gave us a gift that we can always come out from our misfortunes, that we can always come out stronger, that we can always repent and do what's right. And, um, and this would secure our condition in the, in the path of this world and the next world. So the gift that God wanted to give us, really, Hashem created the world with kindness. And the kindness He wanted to give us was that we were, would be able to attach to Him. That's the kindness Hashem gives us. So Hashem is perfect. Hashem is perfection. And we are not made perfect. We're not perfect people. We're not perfect beings. We are made imperfect. But in our imperfection, we can perfect ourselves. We can never come to be as perfect as God because the only perfection in the world is Hashem. But we can always be better than we were before. We can always try to perfect ourselves, to, to grow, to mature, to be better. And this uh, capacity that he gives us to perfect ourselves is what uh, attaches us to Hashem. And this is what, uh, what is the goodness he gives us. That, that there is nothing better for a human being to feel that he can achieve, that he can do. That he can be better when a person feels that he can do and he can be better that endows him with such a good feeling that nothing can compare to that so he says here that the that the best path is the middle path between reason and desire and this means is the Torah well like we have to follow Torah because Torah is the middle path Torah is the one that gives us the the boundaries for our desires, like it's okay, you like to eat, wonderful, enjoy, but do it in this context, it has to be kosher, you have to cook it in the right way, you have to eat it with the right intention, you have to say a blessing, so in that way, the, the food doesn't become just another pleasure, it becomes something more holy, so so he says here that, the, that this means is the Torah which is worthy of trust, upholds justice in public and in private life, keeps man away from his baser instincts in this world, and preserves for him his reward at his later end, as scripture says. Incline your ear and heed the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant when you keep them in your belly, while at the same time they are already on your lips, That your trust may be in God. So our trust, our our bitajon has to be in Hashem. We should only trust God. Not anything else. Some people say, oh, what are we going to do? If the the army or if this, no, everything is Hashem. So when we put our trust in Hashem, then at the end, we'll see that everything uh, works out for its best. So the second uh, point he puts here, it talks about uh, that we need limits and, and boundaries, that a human being cannot live uh, with a carte blanche, we cannot have an open card. we need to have boundaries, if a person doesn't have boundaries, then he really goes crazy, and... Um, and he says by way of the Torah and prophetic instruction, so that by their combination intellect and Torah the purpose assigned to us be in proper order the purpose is the service of God so we're here to serve Hashem either we like it or we don't like it you're gonna be a slave to something you're gonna either serve money or you're gonna serve the jewels or you're gonna serve the fashion or you're gonna serve your friends or you're gonna serve something we're we're slaves we're, we're created to serve so either you serve something with no purpose or you serve Hashem that's your choice So, but we are created to serve God this is our whole purpose in this world and really when you serve God you serve yourself because when you keep the Torah and you keep the mitzvahs in reality when you do Hashem's will in your essence it's your will too because you're a piece of Him So this is what's good for you. So it says here in the third one that the intellectual urge is not found in equal measure amongst all those who are obligated to serve God. Like not everybody is created with the same intellect. There's people who have a, a better intelligence than others. It doesn't mean they're better than other people. Some people are geniuses and other people are not such geniuses but they have a better heart or they have a better anything that you're excelling, Hashem gave it to to you as a tool to be able to serve Him, to to create to fulfill the purpose for which you were created so a person that has a, a brilliant mind is not, had, Hashem didn't create him to destroy the world. He created that person so he can find a cure for a disease or he can find an irrigation system for a place where there's no rain. That this is why Hashem creates all these uh, incredible minds. So it says here that a person that has a certain amount of intelligence has to serve Hashem with that intelligence. And me, that I am not so good in mathematics, Well Hashem is not expecting me to serve him in mathematics. He's expecting me to serve him in another way. So the exhortation of the Torah, he keeps on the exhortation of the the sermon that we should keep the Torah, however applies equally to all who meet the condition that makes them subject to commandment. So any person that has to keep the, the mitzvahs, is exactly the same responsibility. We're all responsible. It doesn't matter if a person is more intelligent or less intelligent. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. We all have to keep the commandments. And though they vary in their understanding of it, as we have already explained at the end of the first gate of this book, so each person serves ha- Hashem according to his to his intellect, according to his understanding of the Torah. So there are times when a person understands more and there's time when that same person understands less. And the intellectual inspiration in a person varies with the changes in his level of understanding. The exhortation of the Torah, however, does not change in its essence. So our obligation to keep the Torah doesn't change. It's always the same. It doesn't mean because we live in 2018 and uh, there's cars and there's electricity and um, and there's other things going around. It doesn't mean that on Shabbat we are exempt of uh, walking to shul and we can ride a car because 2,000 years ago there was no car. No. It's the same Shabbat. We don't drive cars. We don't go on a car. There's no excuse. It's the same Alaha for everybody. It doesn't change. It's the same one. So what varies is the practice which results from this exhortation. So what varies is the, the Kavana, the intention that people put into their service. And the, But the, 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 the service by itself is the same service for everybody. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember... Leave a little higher. Thank you.